Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Stadium Logistics Committee, West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. A little tired, but all right, though. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All that uh, Uber you've been doing. Got some coffee here to uh, keep keep the uh, wheels going. Yep. Yep. Literally. Mm. So. Literally. Yeah. So that's uh, that's working out for you now, huh? The, the well, new Uber gig or? Well, just, you know, just, you know, a little bit. Well, I haven't been able to do driver yet. So now this today will start the driver. Thing. Oh, today you're starting. Well, because, look, they had to run another background check. Took a couple weeks. Everything's running slow. On I might have you pick me up and drop me off for these things now. Oh, you want me to do that? Yeah. I'm not paying you, though. <laughs> no, then I'm not picking you up, then. Oh, I mean, well, you got to understand how this works. I don't, I don't think you fully comprehend the the, the capitalistic nature of this. Yeah, I, I don't get the whole capitalistic thing. You know, I guess it's, not. Yeah, because it's, it's I'm such a dyed in, dyed in the wool communist, you know. I just uh, I mean, you know. I mean, think it, all that should be uh, provided, there's some people that would believe provided that. to me by the state. There's some people that would believe that. Yeah. yeah. There's enough clips so. to prove it, actually, now. You've made enough uh, enough jokes on the air that we can you have know, a, a history of you being a socialist. You, you know, the the funny thing is, is the way that I deadpan so many jokes like that. That if you were if you were to put together a collage, you could you could turn me into like the world's biggest communist. You could turn me into like a freaking Nazi. You could turn me into a, a racist. Whatever you wanted, a freeloader. To. Whatever. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, there's a uh, maybe. I should start. You know, uh, put, put saying J.K. It just <laughs> no, no. Fuck it. Fuck it. No, let him. Well, one thing I, I think there should be a shirt with your face that says government cheese on it. I like that one too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I would wear that shirt. <laughs> wear the fuck out of that shirt. You know, I had a guy this morning. I'm uh, stopping in a convenience store, and he he asked me, um, "How long has your beard been growing?" And just out of the blue, I'm you know standing in line at, at a convenience store. He asked me. Seems how. like a legitimate question, though. You know, and but my <laughs> my first response to him was going to be puberty. <laughs> and then i thought okay no this guy's asking how long it took for my beard to get yeah. you know this length so i say yeah, a couple of years you know but i just it, it's funny my first reaction to people in almost every situation is just smart it's just to be a smart ass yeah. you know and i decided not to in that case but you know it's still uh but uh anyway something that actually really pissed me off oh this week really pissed Hold me on, off. did it involve animals in your backyard uh it did involve my backyard but not animals in this okay. case All well right. animals of the human variety so um I, I look out my front one window and i see my wife um talking to one of my neighbors right uh, which is a very common occurrence you know so i didn't think anything of it um but it was uh, this neighbor these people from new york i think they're from brooklyn in fact um and, and they I'm sure they're decent people. Um, it, it, they're fine people. They just annoy the fuck out of me. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Okay. It, it just it, it, there's certain New Yorkers that I love, 
and there's certain New Yorkers that just grate me the wrong way. And the, I can understand this. These are in the latter category. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so she's out there talking to him, and I notice her going around the side of the house and stuff, and I'm thinking, oh, what the hell is that all about? So she comes in, and I said, hey, what was going on out there? She goes, oh, he was looking for his drone, and he thinks it crashed in our backyard. <laughs> the GPS on his drone was showing that it crashed in his backyard. And she just says that nonchalantly. And my first reaction to that the fuck was, you got a drone what the fuck are you doing with a drone in my backyard? You know, and, I, and not only thinking that, it, it, it turns out that it was like in the corner where four lots come together and it wasn't back there. It's a good thing because I would have smashed that fucking thing if I had found it. Um, but uh, it, it, I guess it was over the other side of the fence somewhere. I, I don't know what eventually happened to it, but I'm thinking, are you fucking kidding me? You're going to fly the drone over the backyard of the guy who literally wrote a book about how to take drones down? <laughs> you know? yeah the cassandra trigger available on amazon that's true um but you know it's it's like unbelievable did he not see all the antennas on top of my roof that are 2.4 and uh, 5.8 gigahertz jammers you know i mean what the hell are you thinking flying a drone over my house of course it's gonna crash you know? oh do you think that's what caused it to crash of course it did i've got drone jammers on my roof yeah. <laughs> Hold on. So at the end of the day, this drone crashing was your fault. No, that's not true. I, I wish I did. Oh. <laughs> I know how to, but I haven't yet. But now I'm thinking actually well, about doing it. Now you're going yeah, to. I think I'm going to. Yeah, now I, you're going to. I think I'm going The only problem is it's going to knock out everyone's Wi-Fi in the neighborhood when I when I turn it on. Oh, <laughs> so, you can't do that. Yeah, man. that's that's kind of the downside of it because that's you know basically how it works. They operate operate on the, the same frequencies as uh you know the 2.4 gigahertz band and and uh, well they also operate in 5.8 gigahertz which is probably okay for 5 gigahertz wi-fi but you know anyway it's it's going to be disruptive you know <laughs> eighth of a mile is going to say hey the internet's out <laughs> now is it possible that you can put them up there and then with a flick of a switch turn it on and off yeah you can burst it but the problem is is it it, it doesn't like break the drone it just interrupts the communication with its transceiver the controller yeah and most of the drones are programmed if they lose that communication uh to return to uh, their base station or whatever or to just land themselves so they don't crash uh, but if you disrupt it the right way and if you can interrupt their gps signal uh, then you can usually crash them okay so all right, well. and yes I, I know how to do all this i'm just not currently doing it because it is illegal um but you know can you believe that son of a bitch flying a drone over my backyard i mean there's here's the thing they're so prevalent now right that you could be anywhere and there's drones going on oh i know i know like drones are gonna, it's gonna be permeating the skies at a certain point. Well, I, I'm actually thinking about creating a handheld with a Yagi antenna, you know, so I can at least uh, instead of having a broad spectrum jammer, a, a localized jammer, you know, like a kind of like a like a pointed a, a drone jamming gun, yeah, type of thing, um, you know. But uh, again, that's also illegal. So I'm speaking, of course, hypothetically here. But yeah, I did. Don't don't fly fucking drones over my backyard, dude. Now, you know? when your wife told you, did she realize? No, see, see that's the thing. It, it, she's like, oh, well, let's help you find your drone, you know. And for me, my first reaction was like, you motherfucker, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, because seriously, if 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 I was the one who was out there talking to him, it would have been a very unpleasant conversation for him. Yeah. You know, 
uh, because my first thought is, what the fuck you think you're doing flying a drone over my backyard? Yeah. And my second thing is, if that thing is in my backyard, you ain't getting it back. Because I'm going to kill it. <laughs> That's right. It's about to and I don't fucking... give a shit if I'm not invited to your Halloween party yeah. next year. I'm going to fucking office space that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without question. That's Without getting fucking question. beat. Can you believe that shit? All right. So you, you also put in here in the beginning in the personal story segment of the show that you have a new business plan. Well, it's not so much a, 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 a personal story, but uh, as we know, this week there was a, a leak out of the Supreme Court of a draft of a, um, a, a, a majority opinion that Roe v. Wade will likely be overturned. Yes. And, you know, that's going to trigger making abortion illegal in several states across the country and some other states are probably going to push uh, abortion restrictions yeah. to an extreme limit because so. this legislation is already passed it's they consider it to be called like i think trigger legislation or something like correct that. yeah so they, they a lot of states i think there's 15 states that basically have trigger legislation that if roe v wade is overturned then abortion becomes illegal in their state yeah okay um which uh from my perspective is an absolutely wonderful thing um, but probably for different reasons than for most people who, who like this idea, even though I have to say that um, I was actually born prior to Roe v. Wade in 1974. And I think there's a high probability I wouldn't exist if abortion was legal <laughs> around the time of my birth. So I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, I was I was kind of the product of a uh, a short term shotgun wedding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so having said that, but. I thought, okay, well, this, uh, you know, the Roe being, being overturned presents a, a fantastic business opportunity. Okay? All right. So here's my plan. We set up an abortion cruise line. Okay. So what we do is we offer an abortion cruise. We, all you have to do is go 24 miles offshore and there's no more law. So it can't be illegal because you're in international waters and only international law applies. So at that point, set up a, a clinic on a cruise ship and you just, you know, go on a nice little cruise and all that. Now, a lot of people say, yeah, but Adrian, you know, a lot of these women are in dire straits. They can't afford the cost of a cruise. I got a plan for that, too. There's a whole bunch of incel males out there. OK, guys who can't get laid to save their lives. Right. OK. What we do is we set it up so half of the cruise is women wanting to get abortion, and the other half of the cruise is desperate men. And the desperate men sponsor anonymously one uh, woman seeking an abortion. Now, during the cruise, once you sign up for the cruise, you kind of got like this Match.com app, so you can swipe right on different people on the cruise. Now, the woman is under no obligation to swipe right with anyone, but... It gives the guys the opportunity to maybe get that swipe right while they're on the cruise. You know, so the cruise lasts seven days. <coughs> the first five days are regular cruise. OK, women are there free. It's like ladies night at the bar. OK. And on the sixth day, they decide whether or not they want to have the abortion. Maybe there's a chance they met, uh, you know, some some guy that. You know, there was a, a, a connection there and maybe they decide to keep the kid or maybe they don't meet anyone or don't have no intention of meeting anyone. Just go there, you know, relax for a few days and have an abortion. Or maybe they just hook up with some casual sex and the guy is happy that, you know, he got the opportunity. So I think that really could be a functional business model. 
<laughs> Here's the thing. So in the beginning of the story, when you first start talking about the cruise thing, like it sounds at that point like somewhat of a reasonable thing. Right. Like you're almost like, well, that's an outside of the box thinking. And then when you stick the fucking incel on it, that's when you just went fucking gay frog. Well, here's the thing. That's the problem is because a lot of women who are in this situation don't have the means to pay for a, a cruise. They don't even have the means to travel out of state to get the abortion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this gives the opportunity for them to have an all inclusive, you know, paid essentially vacation and abortion. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it basically with no strings attached. You know, they don't have to match with anyone. They don't have to be interested in anyone. They can just go and say, I'm going to sit by the hold pool. On, hold on. So is this, so you have Carnival, right? Carnival, Royal right. Caribbean. Right. And then so is it going to be like the USS Planned Parenthood? Uh, maybe. Maybe. It could be. I think Disney could get behind this. <laughs> the USS suction Disney cruise. Oh, dude. Okay, now you're getting a little gross there, dude. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, I'm bringing this up as kind of a bit. But the more I think actually, this sounds like a legit idea. The more I think about I get, it, like, minus the incel thing and minus that thing, because you know people are gonna look. There's gonna be look what you're gonna what you're what you're so, what you're starting to see right now, and this is kind of right. gets in the middle of this of this discussion. But what you're starting to see right now is companies are going to pay to send the women that want to have abortions. To the place to get the abortion. Of course they will. It's a lot cheaper than maternity leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's exactly right. So right. I think that you're. I think instead of the incel market, you should go after like the Amazons and the. That's a good and the Starbucks. That's a good point. Yeah, we could do that too. And Tesla. So have corporate sponsors yeah, for it. I, and you know what? This one probably didn't get too much play, but Tesla has said that they are going to do that for their. But for their here's women the thing: too, if, if someone's working for Tesla, chances are they have the means to go out of state and get an abortion anyway, if they need to. I, I you know what I'm saying? I'm sure that most of them do. Yeah, or someone working for Amazon. I mean, they're not like destitute. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think that's a, I think that's a great plan all around. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get in. Let's let's get full on into this. Yeah, yeah. Is that they? Nothing's passed yet. No. This was a. Well, nothing's overturned yet. Nothing's it's, overturned yeah. yet. But there was a leaked document of a draft that looks like the majority's going to sign it. That. Ends Roe v. Wade. And, it, you know, the, the ruling itself won't come out for a couple months. This thing was written in February. So we really don't know at the end of the day exactly what the ruling is going to look like. But this does give us a really good idea as to the direction that they're going. Well, here's the thing, too. The fact that it leaked, and I'm sure whoever leaked it had this in mind, may cause them to rethink the decision. I'm Frankly, I'm completely shocked. And I will admit on the air I was wrong. Because I thought there was no chance of Roe v. Wade. I don't getting know if overturned. we bet on this or not. I, I don't know if we did, um, but I, I know that I definitely had the position that there's no way in hell Roe v. Wade. I mean, because you have to consider that this has been an enshrined right for nearly 50 years. Yeah, and it's basically very, very um, bizarre for something that has been considered a an individual right to be eliminated like that on such a specific basis. I mean, we've seen it with the Fourth Amendment and, and the Fifth yeah, Amendment, yeah, yeah, yeah. things like that, across the board. But that was more of a creeping function. It wasn't really a, you know, okay, boom, you no longer have this right. Yeah. Um, so that is... Which, I, hold on. Here's the thing, though, is that in certain states you won't have that right, but in other states you're not going to get rid of it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the great thing 
about if if Roe v. Wade is overturned. Um, the great thing about it is uh, you are going to have such a split between the states on the abortion issue uh, that, uh, well, first of all, it's going to lead to uh, you know mass demonstrations and, and possibly some violence and it's chaos already, it's and already things had like that. that. That's which is, already happened. Which is fantastic. Great thing. Um, but it could lead us further down the path of America breaking up into smaller components, which I think is a good thing, too. Yeah. Uh, because I, literally you could see this as one of those type of issues that causes the West Coast to secede from the Union. I got you. You know what I'm saying? So hold on. Let me, well, let me ask you a question then. Let me ask you some questions here about this. All right. Did you read the rule? Did you read the, the, the? Did you read it? No, I didn't read it. Do you know enough about it? To I know do enough to know like? about it. Yeah, I've, I've I've read summaries of do it. Do you Do you agree with it? Uh, no, no, no. I, you don't, I don't think this is a decision that should be left to the states. No, I don't. So this is a, I don't. Yeah, this they, is this is. I, I think that uh, it, again, and my position on abortion has never changed. I don't like it personally. However, um, I, I think that it is until the point in which a um, you know a, a fetus can survive outside the womb, it is the woman's choice. Okay, know? now let so me, okay. I, I do believe that, and I do believe that that is a, a fundamental right um, because if you have the right to your body, at that point it still is your body. At a certain point, it becomes two individual human beings sharing the same body. And what, that's when you have to. At what point is that? I think that's the point of fetal viability outside the womb. Which is? So about 22 weeks. So you, so what you're saying is is that at 22 weeks, they should not be allowed to get an abortion. Yes, I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. I think at that point, now you're, you're kind of walking that fine line between, am I removing a growth of cells, you know, that's an essential, forgive the, the language on this, I don't mean it offensively, but is this a parasitic growth of cells? Uh, versus is this a an actual human being? And I, I think at the point where you can clearly establish this as an actual human being is the point when you have to say, no, now that you have to protect the life of that human being and anything beyond that would be murder. Yeah. Now, so let me ask you, let me ask you some other questions, though. So personally, though, you would consider yourself to be a pro-life person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, again, I... I Given the option, I would, you know, if, if I had a significant other that was pregnant and she wanted to terminate the present, uh, pregnancy, I would try to talk her out of it. But ultimately, it's her choice. I mean, we as men, you wouldn't, we don't really get to make that decision. You wouldn't force your values on another person. No. No. But, you would, but you would try to use persuasion. Yeah. In order to get in order to get your way in, in a personal case, if it involved me directly, I, I wouldn't go out to some stranger on the street who was pregnant and decide and try to convince. Yeah, that's not away. your business. Yeah, that's none of my business. OK. Yeah. However, you do think that after, let's just say, 22 weeks, if someone tries to do that, that's too late, then you then the government should get involved at that point. Yeah. OK, so the first thing. Well, about, no, I don't believe the government should exist. But under the structure that we have currently, that makes the most sense. To yeah, me. You and you. Sh but you shouldn't be able to do it either way. Correct. However, and let me, let me just and again, because I know you've I think we've talked a little bit about this before. However, what you would be in favor of is for that woman at 22 weeks or 24 weeks to be able to go somewhere, have the baby removed from her body and then let that kid just, you know, get to, you know, get to finalize and, you know, finish bacon. And then, uh, you know, start life. Well, yeah, it's uh, well, with the exception that uh, I'd like uh, some, uh, you know, uh, 28 year old geeky virgin male to be paying me to send the woman on the cruise. 
Oh, I got you. You still want the cruise <laughs> so thing, I still though. want the cruise thing, so okay, I got that's why I'm totally in favor of this. Minus you know. the cruise thing. Okay. Yeah. Now, so, again, I hate the subject, by the way, but this week, I've had to listen to this thing nonstop all week long. Right, yeah. Now, personally, my- You haven't had to. That was a choice. Well, that was true. That was yeah. true. I was pro-choice in that. Your aspect. ear's your choice. Yes, that's true. So- the thing is this, I would say many years ago, I used to be, I would say adamantly pro-choice. Right. Since that time frame, my views have moved much further towards the pro-life category than the pro-choice category. Right. And one of the reasons for that, though, just to be clear, is when you're trying to kill the baby at like eight months, yeah, like seven months, like you're almost- If that baby can be born and survive, yeah, it's, you're too late. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like the fact that the other side, the pro-abortion side, went so far with it. Not all of them, though. Not all, not all of them. But the ones they were sticking on TV, they were, and the ones that they were interviewing were, and the ones that were adamant about it. Like, well, there, there's some pro-choice people that say you should be able to abort a child until they're three years old. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, so, and, and that's just you're that's just insanity. a murderer. At yeah, that that, point. Right. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Right. Once you're out, you don't get to kill it. No. <laughs> like once you escape, I think it's like the dry foot policy. You know what I'm saying right. with the Haitians? Like if you land, if you get on the land, and you get you get to stay. I think the vast majority of reasonable, rational people will agree that once the child is born, you can no longer abort it. Well, here's the thing, and the, it, the one thing that pisses me off and this happens really on both sides of the argument here but i'm going to go after the left on this one first is that they will use some statistics that are completely misleading oh both sides do it terribly both of them do no, no both of them do but in yeah. this situation they're hanging their hat on this one and they're going into it in a way that i think is totally disingenuous right look there's about 13 percent of the population that want abortion ban totally right there is Thirteen percent only, huh? I think it's about thirteen percent. Again, okay. uh, hold on. There's a certain percentage. It's a low percentage that want it banned totally. The vast majority of people don't actually want abortions available with restrictions. Correct. And the restrictions is like you can't wait till the third trimester. Yeah, yeah. I I think that. But here's the thing for I the average people, rational person. I think you that makes somebody, sense. But if you went to somebody and said like the twenty week thing, right? Then that 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 the, that is probably the majority position, yeah, right? Right. And then there's another grouping of people that wanted no restrictions whatsoever. Yeah, right. That's just when they talk about, like, when the media was talking about this, they were putting the restrictions and the no restrictions people together, and trying to make that a group. And that was which was the left or the right. The doing left was that. doing that. Okay. Which is very disingenuous. And it's actually shocking. That the left would do that because that helps reinforce the right's position a little bit more with your average person. You see what I'm saying? I don't know. No, I actually don't know. What you yeah, mean because that. if the left is saying that, if they're lumping in the uh, pro-choice extremists, which is you know you can abort a a, a, a child at eight and a half months of pregnancy, yeah. with the people who say, yeah, a woman should have the right to choose up until a certain point, like maybe the the middle of the second trimester, the the you know end of the the second trimester. But after that, they can't. If you lump those two views together, you're giving the right ammunition. See, all these people think that, you know, you should be able to kill a baby up till the second it's born, you know? Oh, I got, okay, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I looked at it from a completely different perspective than that. Okay. But, but, but the problem is, is that the argument that we're in right now is 
either no abortions whatsoever or unlimited abortions until until birth. Right. And I I I don't know why that these two extremes and both sides like if you want no abortions whatsoever, if you want unlimited abortions, are both extremes. Let's just say it like it is. Yeah, and see, I that, I haven't seen that same thing because I actually saw Gloria Steinem talking about it last night, and she was saying up, she was saying that you know it should be legal up into the point of viability. Yeah, you know, which is a rational position. Which I was surprised that you know one it's of the, the majority, the most radical feminist would be saying it's that. The majority but, position, right? It just makes sense. Everybody can kind of say, "Oh yeah, that kind of makes sense." Yeah, you know, at that point, it's a baby. Even if it's only you know been in there for five months, if it can survive outside the womb, if it can be born and survive, even if it requires some prenatal care and things like that, that's a baby. Yeah, you know. Um, and when it's, you know, uh, looks like a kangaroo and has a tail, maybe not so much. Yeah. Y- I think people can understand that sort of thing. It just kind of makes sense to everybody. But nobody, like, the thing is this, though, is that that opinion is nowhere to be found. Well, I think it's everywhere to be found, but it's just, well, that, it's, it doesn't sell. It, but yeah, yeah. yeah neither, ne- and here's the thing. When you say it that way, both sides hate you. Oh, I don't think so. Like, the pro-lifers never want to hear that. The ones that want unlimited abortions never want to but hear I think, that. But again, I think that's the vast majority opinion. Well, I, I know, think but two-thirds of America probably The vast probably majority of opinion that. is silent on this matter, though. I don't think so. They're, they've been silent. I don't think so. There matter. is just a poll that said two-thirds of the American people don't want to see Roe v. Wade overturned. Well, no, no, that's true, too. And I can guarantee you that those two-thirds of the people don't want abortions up until but here's the, thing, though. the but, ninth month. But one side that wants unlimited abortion points at that as to why their opinion is correct. Oh, I see what you're saying. So they use that to validate. Yeah, and it's a much more nuanced topic but than it's that. A, but they're lying. Like from or they're misleading. My true root position on this issue, and it, it goes to really the fundamental core of my being, is... How do I capitalize? And I think the cruise lines is the best way to do it. I mean, it's a good idea, by the way. Like, it is a good... Like, when I saw that you had so a business jaded. plan, I understand where you're coming from on this, and I think, I think it is this a good could idea. Work. I think this could work. Well, the, okay, the other thing that irks Just me... Just need a big boat. The other thing that irks me about this one is... So, I was... I, 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 you know, again, I listen to NPR as well as, you know, Fox and all these other places. And I find it funny, the framing of this is you're either... So the one side, the pro-abortion side, they'll say is pro-abortion. Uh, Fox says that, I assume. What say that the one side's pro-abortion? Yeah, uses that terminology. Oh, I'm sorry, no, 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 hold yeah. on. Let me, let me, hold on. Let me back up a little bit. So the first because you listen to MSNBC, it's the anti-abortion people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they have completely different terminologies depending on on which ones you're you're listening. Well, to. because they want the pro and the like. The anti is viewed as bad, right? So they want to put anti-choice or anti-abortion right. there. Or, yeah, I've actually heard them say anti-choice. Yeah, on MSNBC, and then but by the same time, you know, it's it's uh, on Fox. You probably hear them referred to as baby killers. Yeah, yeah. I watched about five minutes of Tucker Carlson this week and. God, Jesus Christ, that guy. It's, it, nothing on MSNBC or Fox News is anywhere remotely adjacent or related to in any way, shape, or form what I would consider news. Or reality. <laughs> I know. It's just so out there. It, and it's amazing. As bad as CNN is, at least they're, they're somewhat, you know, somewhat plausible. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a, it, so I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, if you're listening to Fox and, and or MSNBC, it's just so extreme on one side or the other. Yeah. You know? and, 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 but I, I, it's so like it 
this is where I wish somebody would be. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I think that the, some of the shows that I listen to, you had a good back and forth about the issue. You had people on all sides there talking. They seem to at least be a little bit above board as to where their positions were. The, the hosts, one of them was pro-life and one of them was pro-choice in some of these episodes. Right. And they would have a back and forth. But I thought that the back and forth was actually very... It wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad back and forth. But some of the stuff I listened to was just, you know, horrible. And and, yeah. look, and everybody getting so pissed. And you, you're rioting over this? Like, that's the thing, too. Like, you're going to go to the homes of the Supreme Court justices and go riot there? Yeah, they, no, I think that. No, I, I mean, I know you're, you're pro-riot. Well, I, I'm, I'm always pro-riot. Pro riot. Yeah, absolutely. Any reason to riot's a good idea. For it, you. I, I concur. Uh, but, no, I think this is a legitimate... Uh, thing to get up in arms about. I mean, you have something that has been a an established right See, for so, fifty years. But in looking, okay, again, so to to lose that on uh, because you know five people said so. Yeah, that's going to piss a lot of people off. Well, let me let me. But not you're, you're not losing it though. It's going to the states. You're losing it in half the states, though. Okay, that's well, what that's I'm saying. True. So yeah, it is going to the state, but it's still government fucking with you. Well, no, you know what I'm I saying. Mean, there, well, there's something to be said for that too. But hold on. But do you think that this is a decision that should have been left to the states? But you, I don't think so you government with, should exist. But but hang on. In the in the case that government does exist, I always am in favor of more rights, inalienable rights for the individual. Period. End of story. Yeah. So any time that within the current structure that we have. So when you say, and I used to be more like that, oh, well, the state should decide that. And now I'm just like, it's almost irrelevant to me what level of government is fucking with me. I just know that that's government. That's a good point. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. That's a good point yeah, right so, there. Yeah, uh, so, you know, it's like, oh, well, I can't get an abortion, but at least it's my state telling me no and not the feds. What yeah. the fuck does it matter? No, no, you that's know? a good point. That's a right. good point. Now, the other thing I wanted to bring up, the, po the other political aspect of this is that I, I do believe that this issue more than many others, highlights how both sides have been played. Okay, elaborate. What I mean by that is, is that you've had Democrat majorities in Congress that could have codified this into law, codified abortion into law, but they left it with the judiciary. They basically yeah. kicked it to the courts. Right. You've had the right that has been going, you know, like has used this, single issue right in order to garner so much power to not ever fix this issue right that now i think you're going to see that neither side really gave a fuck oh of course not and that both of sides are really just using this as a as a cudgel when they need to and as an atm when they can yes and i actually i think there's a lot of republicans that are really pissed off that this decision appears to have come down this way because they're going to lose that campaign issue they're going to oh, lose yeah. they that caught the car yeah exactly yeah they and caught they don't, the car they caught the car and they don't you're know right. what they're going to do with it and i i find it interesting that the the republican legislators are all pissed off about the leak Yes. Okay. Now, if you reverse this, and let's say that uh, this was uh, some kind of issue, let's let's say gun that, rights. Yeah. Okay. We'll use gun rights. If you reversed it, and this was the Supreme Court about to take away some gun right, I can almost and it got leaked in advance. I can one hundred percent guarantee you that the Republicans would not be bitching about the leak. No, and the Democrats would call and for that they person, would. and the and the Democrats would want that person in jail. Yeah, so that goes to show but you, it, it, it's it's the hypocrisy on both sides. There is a hypocrisy, but I really don't. Th I think that there's there's some 
Republicans where this was a actual, um, you know, a, a personal, uh, you know, issue for them. But I think the majority of, of Republicans, it was just a, a fundraising and campaigning tool. And I think a, a lot of the Republicans are like, oh, fuck, what are we going to do now? How are we going yeah, to get our, gonna how we gonna get our base riled something. up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So, And the same is true for a lot of Democrats. You know, uh, when this was protecting this, well, actually, now they're going to get a whole bunch of fundraising boosting because everybody who's well, yeah, no, pro-choice no. Oh, is yeah, going to no, be you gonna... know, sending the money. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Now, it, I, let, me do, let me say this about the leaker, though. Go ahead. Whoever leaked it, if they find out who it is, should be fired. Yeah. That's it. I don't think they should I, go to jail. I, I don't think there's... They didn't break a law, but they did break a norm. Like, w- yeah. within your job. Well, I don't, like, know if if your job I don't know if it's a law or not. Do you? I, it's not. It's probably not. No, it's, nothing, it's procedures. There's no, there's, I mean, look, there's a way that you could, like, really Actually, you know, stretch they, the truth. Like, they used to argue these things in public. Now the Supreme Court argues almost everything... You know, uh, behind closed doors, under like super secret conditions. Whereas years back, the Supreme Court used to argue this out in the open, and you could go and sit in on the the argument. Well, not everybody could, but like attorneys and things like that could go and sit on. Now they don't. They don't. They hide everything until the opinion comes out. Yeah, and that I think is a problem too. So you want more transparency in that? Oh aspect. hell yeah! I could, yeah. I could understand. I can understand why that would be. Yeah, I can yeah. understand that one uh, because I, I think that the Supreme Court has gotten way too politicized. Yeah. Well, I mean that's true. I mean it's just, and that's why they fight over it so much. You know, because it's like you are appointing people who are going to rule a certain way, and that shouldn't be the case. You know, we should be appointing Supreme Court justices who are going to say. I'm not even going to think about that until the case is in front of me, and then I'm going to go on the the merits of that individual case. Yeah, yeah. which is what they say they're doing, but they're lying. Yeah, yeah, but is it? Aren't you asking for the impossible there? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I think you can uh, put aside your inherent beliefs, your inherent biases, and things like that. So, and, do you think and, we just need to like clone Napolitano like nine times and just put nine Napolitanos okay. there? <laughs> That wouldn't be bad. <laughs> I I would I would like that. Yeah. <laughs> don't, abort, don't abort any of them though. Yeah, Napolitano is a pretty good guy. He he gets it most of the time. Yeah. And you know what? I will say this about him though. Don't know where he stands on the abortion issue though. I think he's a I think he's pro life, but I think he also is. Well, I think he would say that the what they're doing with Roe versus Wade is within the scope of yeah, what he, they should I, be doing. He, yeah, he he might go states' rights on that one. You yeah, know? I think he would. Yeah, I think he would. So. so, but at the end, look, at the end of the day, it's funny. Okay. So when that, when that leak came out, I wanted to stay out of Pinellas the next day just because I didn't want to run into all, like, because that's where, you know, a lot of lefties and stuff like that. And I figured they'd in all Pinellas? be. Yeah. In Pinellas. Like in South Pinellas. Okay. In Hillsboro. Like if there's a blue area, it's around there. right? Okay. So I wanted to stay out of those neighborhoods though, just because like, I didn't want to, like, I figured they were going to be pissed. It's almost like you know, like you don't want to go to certain places after a team loses. Oh, I got you. I got you. Because they're mad. Oh, so you're you're not thinking like you would be assaulted or anything. You're thinking just no no good tips. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking you were like thinking you were in danger. I'm like what? Oh no! Like I tell you what, this week I you just were in danger of shitty tips. I spent a couple couple days in the hood this week, man, and I got to tell you, man, I have never had a place where people were nicer to me. Yeah. Like, it was weird. Yeah. Like, I felt like I had, like, I don't know. I felt like I had something on my T-shirt that made people think I was, I don't know. I don't know. It just was the weirdest thing. Yeah. Everybody was really nice. Now, don't get me wrong. I did smell weed everywhere I went, too. 
I don't that know helps. if those two things correlate, but helps, maybe yeah. it does. Did you get offered any? No. Because that's yeah, right. No, I didn't, as a matter of fact. Right. Yeah. But I was working. I would have said be no. Pe- uh, yeah, that's true. I, I would have said no. <laughs> can't, can't really drive Uber and get high at the same time. That's uh, kind of... No, yeah, no, no, no. Those two things don't match. No, mutually exclusive, I think. Yeah. So. All right. So, okay. So, the abortion... Uh, okay. We've come to term on this one. <laughs> <laughs> we we are now viable yes <laughs> fucking you know what and i hate the issue by the way like, I, I hate it now more than I ever know. like this week was one of those weeks where i'm like oh fuck well oh we're gonna hear and the, the righteous indignation on both sides just is enough to make you want to fucking puke by the way oh i know i know really it, 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 i hate every like it, it, have you ever looked at a thread and you just hate all of them yeah i this week i've done that a lot where i've looked and i'm like I hate you all. Right. I hate every one of you. Right. You all suck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but nobody's being reasonable. In fact, now, I, hang on. I, I'm, I'm thinking of an ad campaign. Tired of the politics around abortion? Well, come on, Adrian's abortion cruise. <laughs> I like it. We can do something with that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, God, oh, let me ask you a question, though. Are hmm. you going to wear like a top hat like like you're a circus person? No. God, no. No, I'm going full, uh, you know, gopher in love boat. Yeah, oh, okay. Like white so you're gonna tuxes. keep it for okay. Yeah, white yeah. tuxes. White huh? tuxes. So you're yeah. not performing the abortion scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We'll we'll have actually we'll have an entire uh, uh, medical deck for that with real doctors and everything. We're not we're not doing coat hanger stuff here. We're gonna do it right. Hold on. Yeah. I think it would be cooler actually, if you had the. It. Hold on. I, I want you to Hospital have the white. Ship. I want you to have the white tux right. But on top of the white, like touch, a white lab coat, I want you to have a white lab coat. Yeah. with like a couple little small, like little tiny baby hands, blood stains <laughs> oh, on the actual thing itself. <laughs> okay, now you're kind of grossing me out. <laughs> that, that was I, I was that, I was almost that, offended by that. Did that take it too far? <laughs> yeah, did that, that take it too, too far? far. <laughs> Maybe a little uh, thing that said, "Help me." Yeah, that like written in blood, "Help me." You, you've actually uh, made me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm rethinking my whole cruise line idea. <laughs> no, no, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. All right, no, no, so let's real. let's move on to some good news. Um, and Hold on, what good news are you talking about next? Oh, well, uh, the uh, the next story. We're uh, coming up on uh, May 9th. Uh, that's uh, Victory Day in Russia and uh, the likelihood of nuclear war. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So, okay. yeah, we, I think, uh, you know, this is this is the week. I, I, I said, like, about a month ago that, uh, you know, Russia's already lost this war, and now it looks like it's it's coming to fruition. They're getting, they're gaining no ground whatsoever, and they're getting uh, pushed back in, in several areas, especially around uh, Kharkiv. They're really getting, you know, pushed back. Um, you know, the, uh, the saboteurs all over Russia are blowing shit up. Oh, d- by the way, did you see this video? Hang on. Uh, uh, you just uh, go and find... Um, Meanwhile, at a Russian army recruitment center, that first Reddit one, watch that video while I'm um, uh, describing it here, because it is one of the most glorious videos I've ever seen. So it's these two guys, right? One filming, the other walking, carrying a bag. And they walk up to this obviously Russian government facility, right? It just has that Russian bureaucratic building, you know, uh, white stone building type of look to it. So the guy, uh, you know, on camera, he's wearing a hoodie and actually he's wearing an anarchy symbol on his on his shirt, uh, his hoodie upside down, which I hadn't seen before, but I'm sure it has some significance. So he sets the bag down on the steps right out front, the main entrance to this building. 
and he pulls out about eight Molotov cocktails <laughs> and he just real casually starts lighting them individually and throwing them through the windows of this government building. And it turns out that the building is a Russian government recruitment center. And apparently, over the past few weeks, like 12 of these things uh, across the country have been firebombed. So, in addition to a bunch of other government facilities, uh, the uh, palatial homes of government officials, uh, railroads have been sabotaged and trains are derailing everywhere, oil depots and chemical plants and weapons facilities have all been hit and burned down. So, apparently, either the Ukrainians, uh, you know, the CIA, somebody is, uh, is burning a bunch of buildings, but I think it's actually just Russian partisans. <laughs> hold yeah. on. Okay, hold on. Is that video awesome I, or what? Hold on. Yeah, but the... Okay, and we'll have a link to first, it on the show notes. The first one, he actually didn't get it in. No. And he picks it up. And he picks it up anyway. <laughs> As it's like... And, and then tries it again, like, right next to it. And, and he got it through that time. He did get it through that time. Yeah. No, no, no. That Well, oh, he is just not... He's not fucking around. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. He throws, like, eight of them into this building. Yeah, he does. You know? And he's just so casual about it. You know? He is very casual about it. By uh, the way. It, it just a beautiful. Oh, thing. that last one. Oh, that last one was good. Oh yeah, that last yeah. one was good. Wow. <laughs> but uh, like, here's the thing. I hate the Russian government. Right. But I actually like the Russian people. Uh, I don't know, man. It's getting harder and Some harder. Some of them. It's getting harder and harder. Be- I like that guy. Here's the thing, and I don't really know, and I don't think we can know what's really in the minds of the Russian people because the Russian people, they're being fed nonstop propaganda and only propaganda. I mean, it, a lot of them, if they're savvy enough, they can access real news on the internet and things like that because yeah. it's it's not that hard to get around Russia's firewalls. But still, I think that a lot of them believe the propaganda. You know, and the propaganda is getting very, very, very nationalistic over there. Yeah. I mean, they've switched from they're trying to liberate Ukraine to the propaganda is now we have to wipe them out completely. And that's what the talking heads on TV are saying. Yeah. You know, that we have to eradicate them. There should be no trace of anything called Ukraine ever again. So, right. It's and it's getting bad. And they've really ramped up the nuclear war talks, too. Um, in fact, I, I want to read something. Now, this is the editor-in-chief of RT, okay? And she said, either we lose the, the either we lose in re- Ukraine or the Third World War starts. I think World War III is more realistic, uh, knowing us, knowing our leader, that all this will end with a nuclear strike seems more probable to me than the other course of events. This is to my horror on the one hand, but on the other hand, it is what it is. We will go to heaven while they will simply croak. We're all going to die someday. Now that... Fuck around, huh? That seems to be the predominant, like, view. And I'm, I'm watching a lot of Russian, you know, newscasts. That's what a lot of them are saying. So, and when they say that, they're not, they're not giving their opinions in most cases. They're going from a, a state-approved ac- script. The Kremlin is handing down the talking points. Yeah. So that tells me, and I've said it for years. I'm telling you people a long time ago. That for a time, RT was like, oh, I, we love all RT because it tells the truth and all that shit. And I was like, yeah, sometimes they tell the truth, but it's, it's an Alex Jones scenario. If they're talking about Russia, you know it's propaganda. 
Yeah. Well, not, not that Alex Jones would talk about Russian propaganda. No, no, I'm not saying it that way, but I'm just saying you have to take it all with a grain of salt because there's some truth in there, but a lot yeah. of it is through the lens. Well, no, of, no, because they used to have a thing in the beginning that said truth is the best propaganda. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, they didn't hide it too much. But I, it, Well, I mean, it was true, though. It always struck me funny that so many people put so much faith in that organization knowing that it was a state controlled media outlet of of the kremlin yeah but the point is is that um you know they really are ramping up the nuclear rhetoric they're preparing their people for this inevitability and i think that if if it happens it could happen as soon as monday which is you know may 9th their victory day of their great patriotic war it's a huge thing to putin extremely important to him so and they are doing a lot of uh preparations they're also uh doing training uh for their troops to operate in radioactive conditions which that entire unit that is now dead or dying from camping in chernobyl should have probably got that training yeah uh, but uh yeah so we're we're in a period that is going to get very very dangerous here very very quick um and i think the only i think there's probably about an 80 percent chance especially given the conditions on the ground where Russia has no chance of taking any more significant territory, and the highest probability is they're going to slowly get pushed back until there's actually a, a breakthrough and the, the floodgates open. And I could very well see this thing being kind of a stalemate with no real gains or losses, significant gains or losses of territory for a few weeks, maybe even a couple of months. But at some point, the Russian forces are just going to break, and then it's going to like be a three-day route where they're just pushed almost completely out of the country. Where Russia's pushed out of the country. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, like I said, Russia has Russia's best case scenario at this point, and this is their absolute best case scenario, is to maintain the territory that they've already gotten. No way they're getting any more. And chances are they're just going to continue to lose territory through attrition. So, Do you think – now, let me ask you a question. Do you think that Russia overplayed their hand? Oh, way. Way. Way overplayed. And I think the fact that the corruption and the lack of interest and, and just everything about it. You know, there's an old saying, and it was in the Soviet Union, that the Russian uh, people pretend to work and the Russian government pretends to pay them. And that's exactly what you're seeing in their entire army. Yeah. Uh, not to mention the fact that, you know, through through all their supply chains and all their uh, equipment that, you know, it's all been cannibalized. It's all been sold on the black market. It's all been stripped down. Nobody wants to fight. Nobody knows what they're doing. All their commanders are dead for the most part. You know, we've killed eight of their generals, you know. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Let me ask you a question about this. Did you see the reports that they talked about last week or this, you know, this, week, this past week that the... The Ukrainians are thanking America because without them, they wouldn't be able to do well, all the killing. Yeah. You, listen, right now, the entire U.S. intelligence apparatus is involved in Ukraine. Yes. I, I, 100%. For all I, intents and purposes, we are in the middle of a hot war. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the only thing that we're not doing right now is our troops on the ground. <laughs> our official troops on the ground. Yeah, because that's true. we do have troops on the ground who are fighting for mercenary organizations. We do have troops on the ground uh, that are "quote unquote" volunteers. Mm -hmm. uh, we have recently retired generals advising them, being paid by U.S. government contracts. In fact, 
<laughs> here's here's a story about it. Retired uh, U.S. Major General and advisor to Ukraine government uh, is uh, says what it'll take for Ukraine to win. And again, he's working with the Ukrainians. You got to remember, we've been training these guys since the well, actually since 2008, and then we really ramped it up in 2014. Yeah. Uh, because we wanted to make sure that when this happened, because we pretty much knew this was going to happen, we knew that Russia wasn't done after taking the Crimea. Yeah. You know, um, so we've been, uh, you know, supplying them. We've been training them. In fact, I just uh, recently found out that my old unit, the 53rd Infantry, uh, was in Ukraine up until February 22nd, two days before the invasion, <laughs> training the Ukrainian troops there. Wow. Yeah. My old Gator Brigade. Gene Eddie. Man. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so, but then, then I was thinking about it that, you know, here we are training all the Ukrainian troops and I'm thinking, all right, so they're fighting a country that totally got their ass kicked by Afghanistan and they're being advised by a country that totally got their ass kicked by Afghanistan. Maybe they should be asking the Afghans for help because <laughs> they've kicked the shit out of both these guys. <laughs> you know, if yeah, it were me, if I'm Zelensky, hide in the cave until they le- until they leave. Uh, yeah, good point. Good point. I mean, that, shoot them, shoot them, and then go back in the cave a little bit, and they'd probably say, "All right, here's what you do: you tell all your soldiers there's 77 virgins waiting for them. Yeah, <laughs> you just don't tell them they're all incel males." <laughs> Uh, God. By the way, I learned that word recently, and I really love it. Yeah, I know. You're really going with it. You're <laughs> yeah, really I'm going, going with completely it. with you're it. You're really going with it. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, man. All right. So is there anything else on the Ukraine thing? Or are we going to go into There the- is one more thing on Ukraine. And, and, and like I said, it's it, all kidding aside, this is a very, very dangerous period because I, I think the, the probability of nuclear wars is very high. I, I think it's... As I said, with the conditions on the ground, Putin's going to lose this war. Putin is has lost this war for all intents and purposes. Um, I think that at some point he is going to order a tactical nuclear strike on the on Ukraine. Uh, probably he's he's probably going to push it as far as he thinks he can get away with without a nuclear retaliatory strike from the West. Yeah, um, but. The only question is, and I, again, I put that at about an 80% probability. I put the probability of the order actually being carried out at about 50-50. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but here's the thing. If it's if it's not carried out, then it almost requires a coup oh, at that Putin. point. Yeah. yeah. Because if, if, he, if his chain of command is not going to follow his orders... And it gets back to him, and he remains in power. Somebody's got to go. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of heads that are going to either roll. they all die or he dies. Ex- exactly. Somebody at that point has to die. Yeah. And it's either a bunch of generals or it's Putin. And so I think that's the point where, when the nuclear strike is ordered, somebody along that chain of command is either going to make the decision to to carry out the command, or they're going to make the decision that it's time to roll tanks on the Kremlin. Yeah. You know, or wherever Putin is is at. Or just kill him. Yeah. Well, it, it like might Caesar his ass. Yeah, it might be harder to do that because he's so isolated, apparently. Yeah. So, but anyway, and, and one more thing on uh, Ukraine, there is an unconfirmed rumor uh, that the Ukrainians have hit another Russian warship. This is the missile frigate, uh, frigate Admiral uh, Makarov, uh, but it's not confirmed yet. But there are several reports from semi-reliable sources that it was hit. It is on fire. Uh, but beyond that, we don't know the the source of that. That started coming out yesterday. Okay. So, 
but uh, that's the that's the Ukraine update. Now, now, hold on, let me just say this too, though. I know we did abortion first and Ukraine second, right? However, the Ukraine thing is much more important than the abortion thing. Is. Oh, totally is. Yeah, so I, did, you, I didn't want to not say that in that like. It was being talked about this week in a major way, so I figured we'd get to it first because I think we wanted to... I just wanted to make sure to kind of like lay it all out. But at the same time, what you were talking about in Ukraine is much more important I, than the abortion issue. I, I This is one of those events that the next hundred years of human history depend deeply on the outcome of the next few weeks here. Yeah. And specifically, this I, I can't overestimate. And you're not saying this being hyperbolic. You're, you no, I, I I truly believe this. This is, this is no joke. Sometimes when you say that, it sounds like this is the most important election ever. Yeah, I know. But he, <laughs> this is I, I think this is the closest we've been to a a nuclear war since the Cuban Missile Crisis. We are at DEFCON three right now. Yeah, uh, we are at Roundhouse, uh, which we've only been like three times in our history. Yeah, um, and this is a, a very important period because I, I think the likelihood of, of Putin actually declaring war on Monday is pretty high. Uh, he has to if he wants to call up his reservists, and he needs to because his forces currently in the east and in the south of Ukraine are decimated. Yeah. So they need to yeah. be resupplied. That's why a couple hundred guys in a building can't get overtaken. Exactly. Exactly. Like if you, if you think about that, they're well, like, they're you know, they're in in very deep tunnels and and underground labyrinths. Yeah, so, but still, though, but if still, you got the might of the Soviet or of the Russian military, exactly. you, you think can't they fucking could, take this. You think shit they out? could flush them out? Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is is most of the troops are like fuck that. I ain't going in there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's really the prevailing sentiment. So I think that the the likelihood is high that Putin will formally declare war on Ukraine on Monday, and that's going to change the whole tone and demeanor of the entire operation and going to dramatically increase the the likelihood of, of nuclear weapons being used because at that point then he has the authority to use them because when the country is at war it's perceived as a, an existential threat to russia and those are the conditions by which he can legally use them and you. legally call up the reserves okay all right so let's get into the next thing here interesting coincidences you know, I, I don't think... This is I, under the COVID category. Yeah, I, we've only got about five minutes left, so I don't think I have time for this. Here's the thing. I'll give you a quick briefing, and if you want to hear about this, uh, join us in hour number two. Go to uh, patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Uh, sign up. Become a subscriber. You can do this, folks. You can do it for as little as two bucks a month. Um, and uh, if you go for one of the higher levels, you get a whole bunch of swags, uh, including uh, This Is Not a Bomb Duffel Bag, The Anarchist Guild Coin. Uh, do you still get a copy of my book? Uh, if I have a couple, I have a couple left. Yeah. Okay. And there's a new one that, that two weeks ago, Nick has signed up on there a couple weeks ago. So I just wanted to say thank you to Nick, $5. So. Um, thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Um, but yeah, so if you want to hear the second hour, and I'll give you a little, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage, sign up, become a subscriber, uh, help us out uh, with our beer and weed money, and we will give you an extra, at least an extra hour of contact. Usually it's more like an hour and a quarter. You know, we tend to go long uh, in the second hour. Yeah. We tend to do that a lot. But this I'll, week we probably will. I'll though. tell you what um, I was investigating this week. And it is that uh, in the U.S., uh, there have been about 100 cases of hepatitis in children between the ages 2 to 5, okay? 
And five of those kids have died, and 14% of them have required liver transplants. Now, hepatitis is extremely rare in children, um, and to have them dying from that is like extremely unusual. It's also happening in Europe simultaneously, so it's happening all across the country in the U.S., and uh, in uh, a lot of parts of Europe, too. I found a connection that is quite interesting. And again, it, it, it's just a connection. It's, it's not a smoking gun. Um, but there is something there. So if you'd like to hear that investigation, it's, it's going to take more time than, uh, than we have in uh, remaining in the first hour uh, to go into it. Uh, but uh, join us on the other side, and I, I think it'll be worth your time. So patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. All right, now we've just got a few minutes left here, but <laughs> got to double check. <laughs> All right, so this is in uh, England. Or no, was it England or was it Australia? Um, no, Peru. So a dead woman. <laughs> wait, wait, hang on a second. This was in England. No, Australia. Oh, Peru. Yeah. <laughs> a dead woman bangs on coffin to say she's alive during her own funeral. Yeah. A wow. funeral in Peru was dramatically interrupted after knocking was heard from within a coffin. The family of Rosa Isabel Serapesis Calaraca uh, had gathered in. How, how many fucking names do you need, by the way? She's a Latina. They always no, have lots it, of names. It, that's fucking five names. No, no, four names. Um, so she's she's been involved in a serious crash, uh, and then the accident claimed the life of her brother-in-law and then her nephews with serious injuries. She was pronounced dead following the class and later loaded into a coffin ahead of her funeral. But when the relatives hoisted the wooden structure onto their shoulders, they began to hear strange sounds. They lowered the coffin and opened the lid to find a weak but very much alive Rosa peering up at them. Cemetery caretaker uh, said she opened her eyes and was sweating. I immediately went to the office to call the police. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that still happens in this day and age. But, you know, that's that's been a thing for a really long time. Um, you know, the, the, the phrase dead ringer? Yeah. That's because they used to bury people with a string to a bell. And if they woke up in the coffin underground, they would pull on the string and ring the bell. You know, it's a good idea. That was a thing. Uh, and it was also, it's also uh, what's behind the, the zombie legends, you know. Yeah. Is uh, specifically in Haiti, there was supposedly some type of cocktail of, of you know, d drugs that would make a person appear dead. And then they would come back to life. So the people thought they were actually reanimated corpses when they were yeah. just in a, you know. So there's a, historically, there's been a lot of scenarios where people have been thought to be dead and, and weren't. Like how but many people have actually been buried alive? Happens. Yeah. How many people have been buried alive? Oh, I'm th throughout history, I'm sure it's a huge, huge number. Like accidentally, not purposely. Yeah. I'm saying accidentally yeah. buried alive. Now, of those, I'm sure some were alive but not conscious or, you know, perhaps, you know, brain dead or something, but still technically alive. But you know that there have been people who have woken up inside a, a dark box six feet underground. Oh, my God. I, what hell would that be? I mean, because... How, and it, it, let's say you were fully awake and fully conscious during that. How long would you survive? Would it just be until you died of dehydration? I mean, what a horrible way to go. Well, no, no. You would die of lack of oxygen at a certain point. I guess you would. I, that would probably be the first thing. But, uh, yeah, either way. What a note. What a note it to ain't end gonna, It ain't going to happen quick. Join That's us in the second drink, hour. Shoot them and shoot them. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. We'll see you on the other side.